Hola, everyone. I'm Jenny Solans along with my husband, Ben. Hola, chicos. Bienvenidos a Breaking Español. Every week, we share our journey as we learn Spanish, immersing ourselves into Latin culture while raising our young son bilingual. And we hope that hearing our story inspires you to embark on your own language learning journey. ¿Están listos? Vámonos. Enjoy the show. Buenos dias, buenos tardes. Hope you're having a good week. We are back. We're back in the studio. We're back in San Diego. And we had a fantastic trip to Oaxaca. And we're excited to share it with you. All the stuff we did. I don't know. Is it hard for you to get back to work today? Uh, it's kind of hard, yeah. I mean, it was a good trip, huh? It was a great trip. Yeah. It, was, it was nice to have a good trip with Jack, too. Because traveling with a toddler, like you never know what to expect or what's going to happen. Yeah, we were so nervous. We were nervous right before because if you followed any of our social media, like our kid was super sick, like maybe a week or two weeks before. And we have now learned that our toddler is a monster when he's sick, like absolutely different kids. So there's, there's probably a lot of parents listening to this going, yeah, duh. Is, I don't know. <laughs> is that normal or what? Because holy cow, he was like a completely different kid. So we started to get nervous because we were staying at a community like a bed and breakfast. And I was nervous for the other people that were staying there. Like, oh my gosh, what if he acts like this there? But he was a dream child, loved the flight. Le gusta mucho aviones. Like he loves planes so much, like mm -hmm. loves being up in them. I love his little um, reaction when his stomach catches <laughs> on the flight. He giggled so loud. Like everyone on the plane was That's like smiling and laughing. When you're... Uh, taking off or descending yeah and there's those little like those little flutters moments. yeah yeah where your stomach like on a roller coaster where it kind of goes Ooh, you know yeah, yeah. he loved that so yeah so a lot of people have asked why we chose Oaxaca and I you know I thought that was a good question because um a lot of people don't know where Oaxaca is why we chose to go there like they're like oh is it the beach you're going to play at the beach and no it's um just well, we'll throw a map in there too, but it's a quick 45-minute flight from Mexico City. So it's just a little connection plane, and it's a oh – gosh, I would call it a city. It has a million people. and It's a city. Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily knew it was a city when I went, but um, it is a place full of great food, absolutely great food. Like It's well-known for – amazing restaurants like Casa Oaxaca was an amazing restaurant and so you can go there and just live off the food in the mezcal and that could be a su sufficient trip but they also have so much culture street art I was obsessed with the street art like mm -hmm. you can go there and see galleries of actual artists that live there but also just on the streets some amazing artwork on the walls um, the museums we ran into we went to three museums where we were there and they were all free I don't know if we were just Happened yeah. to come at them at the time of day they were free. I'm not really sure on that. But we went to the textile museum. Uh, it was small, but I loved it. Like, it was so cool because um, you can go out of the city a little bit and see the textile villages. Yeah, but I, I would kind of summarize the whole Oaxaca as, like, art, culture, and food. Totally. Right? Exactly. Like, that's why you go there. And I think it's a great place. Oh, I mean... Hold on. Oh. Mezcal. And Mezcal, yeah. Tambien. Like, hands down, if you're a couple and you're looking for somewhere just to, like, dress up and go on date nights and go out to have good dinners and see some, um, you know, vibrancy of a, of a Mexican city, 
you know, definitely go there. If you're also into mezcal and kind of seeing how the process is made, go there. If you're a family and you're looking for somewhere fun that you can just let your kids kind of run around and be themselves, it's also a place to go because with the ruins in close proximity, um, there's just they're also so warm as people to children too. So I, I really feel comfortable there with kids mm -hmm. because they cater to them very well. You know, like we brought Jack into restaurants, really nice restaurants and never got a weird look at all. And he would sleep or he would wake up crying or whatever. And they really, they really cater yeah, to him. Very accommodating, very nice. And Oaxaca is a very old city. So there's a lot of pre-Hispanic stuff there too. So if you're interested in like Mexican history or just the or culture. Or the Zapotec. Zapotecas, yeah. So it's really interesting just because if you visited maybe only some border towns or some tourist type places like Cabo. Or like or Cancun. Cancun or whatever. This is very different. This is very old, very traditional. Even before the Spaniards came, pre-Hispanic they call it. Yeah, you'll really appreciate the culture. You know, some of the amazing things about the Mexican culture are how um, resourceful and use and how much they use every item and just – it's good. It's really cool to see what they use from the land and from mm -hmm. the surrounding areas and make something out of it. Like the amount of makers we saw there, every woman there made something and offered it, you know, for sale or for just, you know, offering in general. Like mm -hmm. textiles really big, big there. Uh, handmade little dresses and shirts and any fabric type of things. Pottery, huge there as well. They yeah, have there's that, like some, what's it called? Like the black pottery? Does that yeah, they have that black clay pottery. I'm not sure if it had an exact name. I'm sure it did. But the one thing I didn't get to do, and that's what I will say as well. Like you only scratch the surface going there for four or five days. Like there's so much to do. Like I would love to go back with even some girlfriends and take like a pottery class and go um, out into the textile villages and just like shop for like a whole day for like rugs and um, little napkins and all the things that they make. But I would say it's definitely for anyone to go visit. And if it's... Yeah, it's, you know, if you want to go relax at a resort on the beach, this is not your place. But if you want to experience, yeah, like you said, a really vibrant culture and really nice people and just amazing food. Yeah. Uh, this is a great... And mezcal, of course. You yeah. Know, that's like... So just to put a point on that, because we'll talk about this a lot in this, this series, this journal, is mez, mez, Oaxaca is kind of like the home of mezcal. Just like... In and it Jalisco, has to do with where it is is where it grows where it grows yeah. and that's they're really they really stick to it you know they don't they don't plant um the agaves all over mexico just because and then like tend to them mm -hmm. they only make mezcal where mezcal agaves grow they only make tequila where tequila agaves grow they only yeah. make you know yep yeah so it's it's and we can talk more about that um in the in the series here but yeah the, if you're interested at all and even if you've like if you've had tequila and you think that's ah, okay Try mezcal, like wherever you are, most places in the U.S. here, um, a lot of places around the world have it. And it's much more smoky and flavorful, and it's also smoother, I feel. You do. Whereas you don't get the super hard alcohol burn or the bite, uh, which tequila usually has or a lot of tequilas have. So uh, if you've never had it, I highly recommend it. And if you ever are super interested in it, Oaxaca is the place to go. There really is no better yeah. place in the world. Well, you get in a lot of restaurateurs are going down there just to bring it back and find it because, mm -hmm. you know, the whole bottling process and all that is is a challenge. And so they're just not going to do it. So it's you really are experiencing something you can't experience here by going down there and going to these little villages. And exactly. Yeah. The, the impuestos, the taxes and stuff you have to actually pay to ship 
your product across to the U.S. or other parts of the world is enormous for these people that really just make it in their house, sort of. Uh, so yeah, most places don't. Most of the the best places there that have been doing it for you know a hundred years or so don't export. Um, yeah. Only the bigger companies do. Uh, but that's not to say that some of those big companies make some really excellent products mm-hmm. as well. So, And another thing, if you've always kind of thought of Mexico as being poor and just going there, like you said, to grab a cheap tequila drink and go lay on the beach, like I think you'll be really surprised. You know, there's these beautiful buildings and hotels and gardens and houses and amazing makers that, you know, they're artists. They're living in these beautiful lofts and going out and using the you know, what's available local and making incredible things for sale. And, you know, you have it from expats or people that live there, but there's, there's definitely, it's different culture. It's not those border town, low income selling you chiclets everywhere you go. It's really has, you can see them as people, as people that you can relate with. And that's what I really took away the most from it is it's, it's so nice to see a part of Mexico just really thrive and do well and, yeah, people be, enjoy living there and they're not trying to it, it's cool to see a part of mexico that isn't designed to cater to tourists yeah like there are not a ton of tourists there well there, there is there's a lot of tourists but you you definitely it it melds into it'd be like coming to a part of san diego where a lot of people live like you know there's tourists within there mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's not like going to pacific beach where it's a only tourist tourists yeah. right yeah i guess that's what i mean like you don't go there and be like oh here's all the mm-hmm. tourist stuff to do it's like no you have to seek out what you want to do right yeah and you know i did feel like there was a a good mix of stuff for sale and readily available for you with all the markets, but not overly pushed in your face, which I really appreciate because sometimes, you know, you just want to walk around and don't want to buy something. And and I felt like it was a subtle way to sell. We already touched on it a little bit, but the street food is amazing (laughs) in the markets and just food in general. Like you can avocados, avocates, and uh, como se dice grasshopper? Chapulinis. Chapulinis. You can have chapulinis if you want to try that. <laughs> uh, the They're, meat, well, the food, the enchiladas. Yeah, we can talk about chapulinis some other time. <laughs> and then lastly, too, the Spanish. If you are going to speak Spanish, which was a big part for us, very warm, open, and very easy to understand. So we we spoke Spanish with everyone there. And even in some of the little villages where they don't speak a drop of English at all, they were even open to conversing with us and could in some way. So that was really nice as well because I think that's one of the main reasons we like traveling down to Mexico because it gives us that, like forces us to speak it all day long. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously when we're like together and we talk really fast about something, we talk in English, but it does force you all day long to interact with people. Yeah. Um, and obviously we're encouraging everyone to learn Spanish and or another language and use it. And so... I will say that, but if you do need to rely on English, it's there. Um, you know, I think in Oaxaca, it's actually probably your fewer people speak English there than so? some of the other cities. Yeah, because it's it's not a huge tourist destination, and it's an older uh, city. In fact, a lot of people barely speak Spanish because they speak Zapoteca. Right. You know, That's the first time I'd heard anyone speak that native language. That, yeah, um, we'll have to talk about that a little bit. Because pretty nuts. Uh, it sounds it's a tonal language, it, which means it sounds kind of like Chinese, where they speak like higher and lower and louder and mm-hmm. softer, which changes the meaning of the words. Uh, I'll, I'll put some photos on uh, one of the upcoming posts here for the series uh, where I actually probably took part a photo. two, right? 
I think so. Yeah, I took a photo of the book that they had, which was in. It was actually a Spanish to Zapoteca dictionary, and so it was super interesting. Like I can't even. It's it's just weird looking. It's it's the same alphabet, but like they'll have a a really big letter N, which means that you're supposed to pronounce that part louder. And so it was just um, it was just incredible to uh, um, not only get to experience Mexico and practice our Spanish the whole time and really get immersed in the culture there, but to experience a new culture and a new language that there's I, I would say zero percent chance in the U.S. we would find people that know how to speak that right. Oh, totally. Like yeah. Maybe if well, we found somebody. To, uh, actually, to, one of our friends, Carla, said that her I think it was her mom or her aunt can speak it, which I thought oh really was, yeah. yeah yeah maybe if your people are from that area they know yeah it, but yeah. I mean, there was a, um, another thing like bed and breakfasts are probably where I would recommend to stay there. There was hotels and there's Airbnbs, but something I love and about bed and breakfasts is that a, you get to meet people in the morning when you're sitting at the table. If you don't become, get up the butt crack of dawn and go there right at 8am, you probably will have more people at your table, but, um, also just starting your day with the Mexican food for breakfast and then that's taken care of like you can just leave and go on your way and you don't have to like go find breakfast, find breakfast yeah. or you know sometimes you don't know what Isn't time place is open but they make amazing breakfast and it was sufficient like amount of food for breakfast you know you get your coffee you got Which your fresh squeezed juice for a breakfast yeah. I kind of liked when they did the chopped avocado and the Mexican salsa with the eggs and they made it like a little mountain <laughs> yeah yeah that was uh, what do they call it like huevos mexicanos I think something? so like yeah Mexican and they eggs? just put it in like a little mound but every yeah. morning they gave you fruit and they would do like papaya piña and what was the third oh cantaloupe melon melon the one day and they all they have this really good granola that I've only had in Oaxaca the exact granola like they make their own little blend of granola and it has uh, mille and pepitas and granola like oats and everything and they put that on the plate with the yogurt and the fruit and that's usually what you started with and jack loved that he didn't really <laughs> eat the granola but that's just because it's hard but um and then they would give you a plate and one day we had um huevos y con uh tamatillo right the time that green, was amazing salsa verde. That was my favorite yeah because yeah. it were, was spicy they weren't scrambled eggs either they were kind yeah. of like sunny side up and then mm -hmm. with just oh, covered so in good. salsa so good that was my favorite yeah. and the fresh squeezed juice was my favorite and it was funny because i waited to have juice one morning because jack would drink all my juice so i waited till he was like running around and i'm like oh can i have some you know mas hugo por favor and she's like oh like she felt so bad because they only squeezed enough you know what they had and yeah. there wasn't any more juice and she like felt so bad i was like oh no agua agua is suficiente <laughs> like she was like but they're so nice and warm and cater to you just having a great experience so bed and breakfast hands down el diablo way to go yeah el diablo y las andillas where we stayed um they have two locations but i will also throw in the other three or four that people recommended because we even walked by and i would highly recommend them as well it really just depends on what like the dates if the dates are available and for us um there i think it's a good thing there was a couple places where they didn't um i don't know if they didn't allow kids or they just only had certain rooms that they allowed kids to be in uh, for like proximity for mm -hmm. noise, maybe mm -hmm. noise. I'm not sure, but um, there was just a couple places that just got thrown out because the dates didn't line up and yeah. having a kid. But um, I definitely recommend a bed and breakfast. Airbnb is great too. I just like having the 
help someone come in and refresh your towels in your room and yeah that was great and i wonder the price is probably not much different either between airbnb yeah i'm not sure i mean then the nice thing about the bed and breakfast is they're usually right in town like we were even a little off of town of the part of town we would have wanted to stay in but it was still really easy to get to yeah um yeah and then we did a couple well you're probably better at explaining what it, we sat down and did a couple podcasts while we were there. Yeah, a few nights while we were there, we tried or we did uh, go to our little terraza, a little terrace outside of our room. Which and, was so nice. Yeah, that was perfect. And recorded uh, what happened that day and just kind of the experience. And so we wanted to do that because we wanted to share with you the you know the actual like immediate impressions and you know feelings and things we were experiencing as well as just the sounds of oaxaca so it's kind of cool because you get to hear what it really is like there at night um in a, you know a pretty bustling part of the city where we stayed one of them has the camion del agua the oh, water truck <laughs> it's these huge water trucks that they pump into restaurants and buildings to get the water supply to them and I mean, they're luckily they're not every night on the same street, but it's like a garbage truck coming through your t- your street where you're just like you know what time it comes, you know how long it's there for. Yeah, and uh, so there might be <laughs> you might hear that noise in one of them, but yeah. So do you want to play? Um, this was kind of right when we landed. The first thing we did, um, we did fly from Tijuana to Mexico City, and then from Mexico City to Oaxaca. So we had our um, vecino johnny our neighbor johnny drop us off at the the border cross and we just walked across the bridge had no issues at all um the only thing i didn't realize i booked a i on aero mexico i accidentally booked a um exit row exit row and so they did have to change our whole seats just for that so if you look at Aero Mexico website, make sure if you have if you're traveling with a kid, yeah, make sure you add the infant on because I don't think he was on there. If he was Otherwise, on there, it wouldn't have allowed us to book it. So I think yeah. I hadn't added that I was lapping um, mm-hmm. yeah, an you infant. Have to add a, yep. Yeah. So um, and then we just crossed. We crossed the border and then waited for our flight, and it was three hours to Mexico City. We had about an hour layover there, really easy. Grabbed some food. I mean. The Airport food, food is annoying. Yeah, food is disappointing. Because <laughs> where the gate was, where we were at, there wasn't anything but subway and the yeah, and the mile. It and was a mile long. This line. is something that was new to me. When you travel with a kid, you are allowed to, like game on. You can bring whatever you want. Like yeah, I brought so many snacks and so much food, and now that I know that they don't care what you bring, like I would bring a you know jar of peanut butter and a thing of bread like so that i had yeah i mean i i brought tons of stuff and they were okay with we actually found peanut butter and bread in oaxaca which was a shock to us yeah there's not usually peanut butter in that's definitely not a mexican food i know europe it's like you can't find peanut butter at all but maybe mexico a little bit more but um yeah so then then it's a a, a aero mexico connection flight and you just walk out to the plane and get on but it's not super small it's two seats on each side yeah it's a jet plane yeah it's not a propeller and that takes about 45 minutes just long enough to get in the air they offer you a drink and then you're descending so that was great and jack stayed up the whole day and no meltdowns like he i think he just was so and then he slept in he just had so much fun so then when we landed in oaxaca we grabbed a cab and he fell asleep on the cab ride and um we just transferred him to the crib and he was out for the night slept 13 14 hours so this is um this is us just landing on our terrace grabbing street food just telling you our first impressions okay guys we just got to oaxaca we put jack down 
and we're out on our little terrace having some tleyudas, which are like these cheese crisp type things. How would you describe them? Mm, it's almost like, um, no, I wouldn't really, like this material, material. It's a tortilla. He said tortilla de maiz, right? Corn. Yeah. I know, but it has a little bit of like a flour tortilla taste to it. It's really good. Like almost like a flauta, but folded in half. They put frijoles, y cebolla. What else is in it? Pimientos. Mm, some peppers. Yeah, so how many hours did it take to get here? It wasn't too bad. We just had a little delay. We left at 7.30 a.m. and we got here at 4.30 p.m. our time. Mm. Uh, so what is that, nine hours? <clears throat> Something like that, yeah. Jack was a trooper. Oh my god, he was so good. Thankfully. The Latin people are the kindest to babies. Yeah, they smile at them, they wave to them, like, it's always good. Yeah, everyone was super helpful. Um, we are on kind of a busy street, so the terrace, you probably hear a lot of the background noise. Uh, yeah, but we haven't really got to see Oaxaca yet because we just came right to our bed and breakfast, which is super cute. It has multiple rooms that face a little courtyard, and we're upstairs, which is great for having a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's just keeping it quiet for him or keeping it quiet for everyone else. Yeah, and um, there is so much stuff right around us. I feel like this is very typical Mexico. So the place I got these tlayudas was across the street, and it's like a kind of like a taco stand on the street but they also have a restaurant where you can go inside and eat uh and then next to us is a cafe like a coffee shop and after that is a kids playhouse kind of thing i don't know how to describe it um but yeah it's this is, seems like very typical mexico to me where it's almost like uh, new york style where like you know within three blocks there's like one of everything like anything you need is like only a couple blocks away at most yeah, I'm not really sure where... I think we're pretty close to the center of town. We won't really know until we go explore tomorrow, but... Uh, they serve us breakfast in the morning, which I can't wait. I hope it's tamales and eggs. I'm, like, looking forward mm, to that. <laughs> I broke my diet just for this. I know, no kidding. For I think I need to go get some mezcal now. Yeah, they have a little bar downstairs that um, you just sign out what you're drinking. Yeah, there's... <laughs> like you it, just okay, have whatever so, you want. So we there's a full to, bar. We need to talk about this. So, <laughs> there's... Maybe 15 kinds of mezcal, which is really big <laughs> Did here. Did go scope it out? Scope it out. A little bit. I'm gonna take a picture for sure. But all kinds of mezcal, and uh, that's really big here in Oaxaca. It's really big in Mexico, um, south of say the border towns, and uh, they've got those. And then they've got some beers, and they've got a couple other things. But you just go put your room number and what you had on a little card, and then they'll charge you. You know, at the end of the at the end of the stay. It's like a mini bar. But, but but a big. fraction of the price and full scale. Yeah, it's ten pesos for a shot, so that's like fifty cents. Stop, really? Yeah. Food tonight, the entire. So we got two tlayudas, which are like literally the size. Imagine if you had like a medium pizza and folded it in half. It's that big. It's insanely big. And I got extra um, carne de res and chorizo, so I got extra meat. All of that was five dollars. <laughs> it's looking good. If we can do the rest of the five days like this, it would be perfect. I don't know if we're coming back, but I need to go write my name on that mezcal card. Diet broken. <laughs> we we sound muy tranquilo already. You can 
You can tell the Oaxaca air is already rubbing off on us. And the nine hours of travel. Nine, it was not nine hours. Yeah. Yeah, nine hours. I mean, I guess, yeah, if you count like the drive. Total time. Yeah. It was totally doable. And how many more Tailudas did we have after that? Uh, almost every night? I don't know. <laughs> Those are amazing. It's hard, too, because there were so many good restaurants. It was hard to like street food or a restaurant. Like we definitely had a share. Yeah. Restaurant. Fifteen dollars street food, five dollars and better. Yeah, mm, I street know. food decisions. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed our journal through Oaxaca. Stay tuned for parts two and three, where we dive into kind of the day trips we took. Of course, the mezcal tour. You got to come back and listen to that. That was awesome. And uh, yeah, we're glad, and we hope you're booking your next trip, and it's going to be somewhere in Mexico, maybe Oaxaca. Yeah, and thanks for listening. We really love all the feedback and all the engagement that we see on Facebook and when you send us an email through our website on our contact form. It really helps. So if you like the podcast, please share it and please leave us a review wherever you listen, on iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or wherever else because that also really helps not only us know what you guys are liking and making a better show for you, but also it helps us get more visibility so more people can kind of uh, join us on this journey of learning a new language and experiencing other cultures and becoming more compassionate for everyone else uh, that they will meet in the world. Gracias por escuchar and we'll be back here próximo semana. Adios. Adios.